This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Here we go. It's Steeler Friday with the first and only home preseason game on the calendar. Buffalo Bills on Saturday. Good morning, everyone. I'm Austin Bechtel alongside with you here as it's time for football on the North Shore. At Akershire Stadium, it's Steelers. It's Buffalo Bills. You can hear the game. You can watch the game on KDK at 6.30 as... A lot of the stars will be shining, especially in the first quarter, as Mike Tomlin has announced that all healthy players are expected to give it a go and expected to play. Now, Larry Obenjovi is not expected to go. Same thing with Nate Herbig, the Steelers' offensive lineman they picked up in free agency. Brother Nick has been a camp star, camp darling, fourth-round pick out of Wisconsin as an edge rusher. So Nick will play. Nate will not play. Obenjovi. Another guy that the Steelers brought back after a successful run at it last year on a one-year contract, re-upped on a longer-term deal this time around. But it bodes the question, as training camp ended yesterday, who should really play in this game? And our good friend Mark Caballi of The Athletic said that this is basically the Steelers' dress rehearsal for the regular season. I agree with that, and I think that it's Honestly, what should be the case for the Steelers? In all reality, there's a high likelihood that in the Thursday preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons, not that many guys play. That is mostly a game for big-time camp battles, which the Steelers don't have a lot of this year. The only real battles that you're looking at, you're not wondering anything about quarterback. You're not wondering really much of anything about wide receiver other than wanting to see Calvin Austin just stay on the field and get more reps, which he's been able to do. And when he's done that this year in camp and in the first preseason game, we've seen the ability that he brings to the table for the Steelers offense. The fascination of four tight ends, which will be the case. The Steelers will keep four tight ends with Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry, Darnell Washington, who a very famous and decorated tight end spoke about earlier this week. We'll hear what that tight end had to say coming up. As well as Connor Hayward, who could play an H-back role, as well as tight end. You could see him as a blocking tight end. I like Connor Hayward's ability in the passing game, going across the middle of the field and just being shifty enough to beat linebackers right off the snap. I, I think Hayward's pretty underrated and could see him jumping Zach Gentry as well, to be able to get more snaps, which isn't that big of a thing to do. But I could even see Connor Hayward 
having a couple more receptions, at least in the first half of the season, than Darnell Washington as well. I think his route tree is just pretty solid, and he once again has had a really solid camp just like last year. But again, you got to decide if you play the Stars. If you play TJ Watt, if you play Cam Hayward, if you play Minka, if you play the likes of Najee Harris, I would play Najee the least of anybody, practically because of the Liz Frank last season, the preseason really not mattering at all for running backs other than a couple of snaps, especially with the position. You know you're going to get hit. As long as you give Najee a couple series, Overall, in the preseason, altogether, one series last week, one series this week, maybe two series this week, and then just hold them out next week. You know what you're going to get from them, especially if you have an improved offensive line. But should TJ Watt, should Cam Hayward, and should make a play? Why not? For me, I don't really see an issue in them not in them not playing. But I would rather, at this point in time, see TJ go out there, and especially if he's not going to play next week. If he doesn't, he practically gets another month off based off of another seven months off that the team has had since January. So why not give him a series and not live in your fears that potentially they could get hurt? It's football. I mean, injuries are a part of the game. Why not give the guys a series, especially Minka, to be able to work with KZ, who he has worked with last season, but especially with Keanu Neal. And those guys have not had a ton of reps together in training camp. Minka was away for a personal matter early on in camp. Neal and KZ have both been banged up. Why not give them the chance to work in the secondary with a new guy like Patrick Peterson? And that's why I think it's more important that Minka gets into this game than it is TJ Watt, where not as much more to prove. You know what TJ Watt's going to be able to provide for you, but still, why not give him a series of just eke out the tad bit of rush that the guy tied for the all-time sacks lead in a season with Michael Strahan has to offer. And Cam Hayward, why not put him out there just a little bit to, again, get the rust off. And still, as an older player on this defense, probably better for Cam to get a little bit of snaps just to work his way into it as well. But the eyes are always fascinated on the position of One, Kenny Pickett, as they should be. Jeff Athorn, our sports director here at the Fan, said that, quote, he's the offensive MVP of this camp. Watching him run the offense, his comfortability, his knowledge of the system, there's ownership of the offense. Yeah. I was at camp yesterday, and there's just something that you notice with Kenny Pickett. It's just the, I wouldn't say the flair for the position or, for the offense, but he understands. He gets it. You could tell that the confidence is oozing from Kenny Pickett. And it's confidence, not arrogance. And it's something that you can just tell in his relationships with his teammates, with the way he goes about his business, and also just his demeanor. When I was in Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days, covering... Penn State football. There was one thing that Gary Danielson, a CBS Sports analyst, he's the lead color commentator for CBS Sports' coverage of college football. And it might be a little bit of an out-of-the-box comparison here, 
But what Danielson was saying about new Penn State quarterback Drew Aller is you have to you have the pedigree, obviously, as a quarterback with a lot of talent, just like Kenny Pickett, that did well in games when he was the backup. Aller was the backup last year for Sean Clifford, now with the Packers, and Kenny Pickett for the first couple of weeks was the backup of Mitch Trubitsky. But part of what is a big deal about being quarterback, as Danielson said to me when I asked him in Indy, quote, a lot of it just being able to handle what I'm doing right here. You have to not only play, but you have to do the fifth quarter. You have to, you've got to answer the questions properly. You have to take the blame even when it isn't your fault. You have to take the criticism that goes with every loss. If you can't handle that outside, no, that outside noise, then it starts to affect your game. And I think that that's one thing that Kenny Pickett has just done so well. There hasn't been that much outsized noise. It's been some, you know, you don't see this very often with the Steelers. It's been just oozing positivity around this team where people have continued to doubt them. So much talk about Cincinnati, Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Mixon. So much talk about Lamar Jackson and his new contract. Mark Andrews, all OBJs into the mix. Zay Flowers as a high draft pick. The running game with J.K. Dobbins potentially getting a new contract after he's been activated. And he looks like J.K. Dobbins is actually going to be healthy. And then the question marks surrounding Deshaun Watson. About Depending on who you talk to, Deshaun Watson either looks horrible in camp or, as Aditi Kinkabalas told the PM team yesterday, looks somewhat night and day in terms of how comfortable he is running the offense, how much better he looks, just overall surrounding the team. And just when you're away from the team for as long as Watson was going to be, I mean, he was in camp and then he was gone for six weeks. And then he picked up back communications with the team, but again, was not able to start until later on in the year until he made his debut against Houston, which was ironic to begin with that his season debut for the Cleveland Browns was against the Houston Texans. But Kenny Pickett has done everything he's needed to do, and he's looked solid in camp. He's making the throws he's supposed to make. He's making some of the deeper passes in practice that you want to see him complete for this offense to take another step, for this offense to really make you believe that they can go into a shootout if necessary, and it's going to happen against the Cincinnati Bengals. Here's what Mike Tomlin had to say a day or so ago about Kenny Pickett. I just like the way he's communicating with people. I like the way he comes every day ready to compete. You know, he's not overanalyzing the big picture too much. He's just trying to play his role in the creation of a great day and and being there, I think other people, by virtue of his position, get their vibe off of that. And his ability to remain singularly focused and hyper-competitive, I think, is an asset to our unit and to our team. He's keeping it simple. Kenny Pickett is not trying to go to the extreme to be something that he's not. And just when you have George Pickens on the outside and Deontay Johnson, the $18 million man, paired alongside Calvin Austin, whose speed looks like it's going to be a threat. And Allen Robinson seemingly has been missed away in a lot of this talk because of the national praise for George Pickens, Ryan Clark with a big-time comparison for George Pickens, which he has now said. Uh, we'll get to Clark on the other side. But overall, you got the talent of Pickens. Everybody knows how talented he is. And he was on the Rich Eisen show yesterday 
And Eisen was asking him, like, what do you and Kenny Pickett do? What's your relationship like? And he was saying how great it is. And Eisen asked, do you, do you go to the movies? Do you go to dinner? They said he goes to dinner. But Kenny Pickett is his quarterback, not his girlfriend. So they do not go to the movies. They go to dinner, talk football, talk strategy, and just kind of hang out and are friends on and off the field. And it seems like Kenny Pickett just has great relationships with everybody in this whole entire Steelers offense. And things are clicking in the first preseason game. I'm interested to see. I think the offense, first-team offense, will play a quarter. I think Najee Harris will only play maybe give him five carries. The first drive, the second drive. If the Steelers' offense goes down and scores a touchdown, and it's convincing like it was against Tampa Bay, maybe that's it. I still think they go a little bit longer than that. Mike Tomlin, Sean McDermott, they know each other well from their college days, from their pro days as well. I wouldn't be shocked if Tomlin... And McDermott have had a little bit of conversations in terms of McDermott's already said that Josh Allen's going to play a quarter and a half. Wonder if that'll be the same case with the first team defense for Buffalo. And is there any communication from Tom when Steelers don't play Buffalo during the regular season? Hey, to McDermott, why not put our first team guys against your first team guys and then we'll all come out at the same time and just iron sharper and iron battling against each other? just to be able to get that real dress rehearsal in this game before next week. Most of the guys with the Steelers probably won't play on Thursday night in Atlanta. And then it's just a tune-up to return home against the San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy and company, Nick Bosa, question mark. A lot going on with San Francisco and what will happen in the Bosa situation regarding his contract. But it also bodes the question of, Who's going to play? Obviously, how do you want the first-team offense to look? And Najee Harris, will he get that many reps? Mike Tomlin spoke on it. Not in response to that injury that you mentioned. It's just about the maturation of him as a professional and giving him what he needs. We don't live in fear regarding injury or injury history. Did Najee need much work in the first preseason game? No. And I think Tomlin has learned his lesson with Najee and I think it's kind of case in point to the running back position where every position is different. That's why I'm okay with TJ Watt and Cam Hayward going out there, not so much Najee. And Najee also, according to Tomlin, got some mental reps. Less physical reps required the older he gets, and that's nothing groundbreaking or earth-shattering about that. And that's okay. I don't have much of a problem with that at all. You know, we don't really know how much Kenny Pickett's going to play, but Najee Harris, I'm right if it's not much at all. Coming up, you've heard what Ryan Clark had to say about George Pickens, Justin Jefferson. Let's hear it again and put a little bit of perspective on it coming up. Also, the Pirates' biggest hope, a new hope, and the biggest hope of all is starting again this weekend after a very successful outing in Bradenton and possibly could be seen a little bit closer to home here in Pittsburgh next week. I'll tell you what could be in store for the Pirates' number one prospect. Coming up, I'm Austin Bechtel, Sports Radio 93.7 FM. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 